God, this morning we declare that you are holy, that you are loving. We thank you, God. We thank you for the gift of life today. We thank you for the gift of your church. God, most importantly, we thank you for your gift of grace that's been offered to us in the person of your son, Jesus, whose birth we celebrate this Christmas. God, we humbly ask now that by the power of your Holy Spirit that you would, that you would open uh, our hearts and our minds to your word. It's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. Well, uh, as has been mentioned, today is uh, the fourth Sunday in Advent, and this is the season that, again, really uh, celebrates and anticipates the coming of Jesus. And it's been during these, these this, now this fourth Sunday in Advent, during these Sundays in Advent, uh, as we've gathered together for our, our worship uh, gatherings, we've really uh, designed these with the intention of helping us to let go of what is unimportant during this very busy, busy and hectic time of year and to hold on to what is truly important. And so over the course of these Sundays, we've been in a series uh, entitled Travel Lightly. And, and the idea here is that as we're journeying through this very busy season and really through our lives, it's very easy for us to accumulate. Uh, we can accumulate a, a lot of stuff in our lives. We can accumulate hurts in our lives. We can accumulate resentment in our life. Uh, we, we often seek to accumulate control of our circumstances. Um, we, we, we allow our lives to be filled with distractions. We allow our lives to be so easily filled to overflowing with a, an overabundance of possessions. And so it's been during this season of Advent that, that by God's grace alone, we are letting go of what is unimportant and, and holding on to what is truly important, namely Jesus Christ, uh, his birth, his presence with us uh, through the words of Scripture and in the sacraments. And, and uh, what is truly important is, is, is keeping in, in mind his, his, his second coming uh, in judgment and with grace. And so this season of Advent, we've been, we've been traveling uh, lightly. Today, the focus of my message is, is letting go of control. Now, in a spirit of honesty this morning, uh, by show of hands, how many of you this morning, just being honest before God and, and one another, would say there's at least one area, maybe a couple areas of my life that I'm trying to control. Any, any hands up this morning, okay? And, and right now, if you're, if you're feeling a little bit of a desire to kind of reach over and lift someone else's hand up, great news for you. 
Because today we're going to be, we're going to be encouraged. We're going to be challenged as, as we open up part of God's word, part of the Christmas story, uh, encouraging us and challenging us to, to let go, let go of control. Um, again, our primary text today, it, it provides some details surrounding the, the foretelling of Jesus' birth. This is from Luke chapter 1. I'm going to begin in verse 26, and, and we'll work down all the way through verse 38. But I begin with Luke chapter 1, verse 26. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And the angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. And then to the next slide, verse 29. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. Mary was greatly troubled. Uh, Everyone say, greatly troubled. Greatly troubled. Another translation of this verse reads, Mary was confused and disturbed. Everyone say, confused and disturbed. Confused and disturbed. Mary is trying to understand what the angel means with these words and this greeting. Mary is greatly troubled. She's confused and disturbed. What greatly troubles us today? What confuses and disturbs us this morning? What is it in our life that causes us to say, I don't understand this thing. I don't know what to do. I've never imagined facing something like this. Mary is greatly troubled, confused, and disturbed. Verse 30. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be? Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin. And the angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. She who is said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month, for no word from God will ever fail. And Mary replied, No way, Gabriel. This is not part of my five-year strategic plan. 
I'll be prego on my wedding day. I paid big bucks for that wedding dress. I want to look good in the pictures. Can't do it. That's not what we read. Verse 38. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. And then the angel left her. I really appreciate the English Standard Version translation of this particular verse. The ESV uh, reads here uh, in Luke 1.38, and now this is going to be sound like I'm, I'm quoting the Beatles. This one goes out to you, Michael Witten, Beatles fan. Luke 1.38 from the ESV, And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be. Let it, let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her, greatly troubled, confused, and disturbed. And after the angel had finished speaking, may your word to me be fulfilled. Let it be to me according to your word. Let it, let it be to me. Now, I'm, I'm not an official mind reader, but I can tell that there are some thinking that this is the perfect message topic for my parent or for my parents. This is the perfect message topic for my spouse. This is the perfect message topic for my supervisor in the workplace or for my teacher or for my, cow, uh, my coach. Uh, and, and I already know, and again, I'm not a mind reader, but I already know some of us are mounting our defense. I, I, I'm not controlling. I'm just thoroughly, thoroughly, thoroughly organized. I, I'm not controlling. I'm just aggressively helpful. Um, we naturally desire to be in control. And it really is a little bit of a vicious cycle that we can find ourselves in. The more we attempt to control, the more we fear losing control. And the more we fear losing control, the more we attempt to control. And so this morning, I share a simple thought. It's, it's not simple to live out by our own power or in our own strength. Uh, to live out this simple thought, it requires a trust and a faith in Emmanuel, the God who is with us. And here's the thought to share. We don't always have the power to control, but we always have the power to surrender. We don't always have the power to control, but we always have the power to surrender. We don't always have the power to control, to, to make him do what we want, to make her behave the way we see fit. We don't always have the power to control, to, to perfectly plan out our career for our finances to always be in order. 
We don't always have the power to control our health, our physical, or our mental well-being. We don't always have the power to control, but we always have the power to surrender. That is, to yield our lives to Emmanuel, the God who is with us. Now, when we read this very classic text around Christmas and the angel appearing and speaking to the Virgin Mary, our minds very quickly slip to the place of thinking, well, she, she, she took it well, she took it in stride, it's no real big deal for Mary. But I, after all, she is the Virgin Mary, You know, countless paintings and statues of her, cathedral after cathedral around the world, named after her. This is Mary, mother of Jesus. But just for a moment this morning, I want us to slow down just a little bit. Don't allow your mind to quickly slip past this. Reflect with me for just a few moments today. When the angel first appears and speaks to Mary, she's a young teenage girl, we think 14 to 15 years old. And I imagine she's, she is human. She, she must have had hopes and dreams like any other young, devout Jewish woman. In that day and culture, Uh, thinking about marriage, family. She's already betrothed, promised to a local man named Joseph. And, And as we read about Joseph and what we gather from the Scripture is that he's a devout Jewish man, a carpenter by trade. Young Mary has hopes and dreams. She probably thinks, yeah, Joseph drives a pretty nice donkey. Newer model, reliable, not too fancy. He's a carpenter. Maybe this Joseph has got strong hands and a soft heart. I mean, I'm just playing this out a little bit today. She had hopes and dreams, maybe thinking about children and naming them already. Two children, a, a Joe Jr. and maybe a daughter named Olivia. They weren't sure yet. They were thinking about it. They, they'd have a dog, not a cat. And, and they're just young Mary. She had hopes. She had dreams. She's human. Joseph is a decent man. Joseph is a man seeking after God. Marriage to Joseph. Family to follow. Young Mary is a human being. She she must have had hopes and dreams. And the angel Gabriel appears and speaks, essentially saying, no, Mary, to your hopes and to your dreams. God has something different for you. And Mary is greatly troubled. She's confused and disturbed. And I think maybe in the same way, some of us have hopes and dreams that are now different. Uh, the, The job was perfect when we took it. And then came the the unexpected downsize. And there's uncertainty about future employment. Maybe you thought, well, we're going to be done with two children, and then along comes a bonus round. You didn't see that one coming. It's unexpected. It's different. 
Maybe there are others who have hope for a child. No conception, miscarriage, from hopes and dreams to greatly troubled, to confused and disturbed. Maybe there's an empty chair at the Christmas table this year. There was, uh, there, there's one who was there last Christmas, but for whatever reason is not there this Christmas. Like Mary, from hopes and dreams to maybe troubled today. Maybe disturbed, confused. Mary had a choice to make. She had a choice to make. Remember, we don't always have the power to control, but we always have the power, the choice to surrender, to yield. Mary had a choice between maybe some of her personal hopes and dreams and and God's ultimate destiny for her. Mary had a choice between maybe what were her plans and, and God's greater purpose. The angel appears and speaks. Mary's greatly troubled, confused, and disturbed. Even so, we read, may your word to me be fulfilled. Let it be to me according to your word. Let it be to me. We don't always have the power to control, but we always have the power and the choice to surrender. You know, it's really interesting as we follow the trajectory of Mary's uh, story uh, for us in the scripture, uh, we discovered that as she took these steps of surrendering and yielding her, her life to God, uh, God shows up in, 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 in faithful kinds of ways to Mary. I mean, just imagine that crucial conversation with Joseph. Wouldn't you have loved to have been there for that? I, Joseph, I've been made pregnant by the Holy Spirit, you know, and how's he going to respond to that? How, how, how is he going to respond to that? And, 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 and yet, Mary knows she, she yields her life to God in this. She yields her, let it be to me according to your word. And she, she has the crucial conversation. And, and, and we read in the scripture that God faithfully responds in this as well, sending an angel to Joseph who has this incredibly vivid dream confirming everything that Mary uh, has told him. And then just imagine the people in that tight-knit little Jewish community village of Nazareth. Oh, the gossip and the speculation swirling around about all of this. And, and, and that must have been an incredible weight on Mary. She's just feeling the pressure, kind of the moral pressure of speculation and gossip about her, about this village. What is she to do? And we read in the scripture, enter into the story, Elizabeth. We read about her in the text. An older relative, also miraculously pregnant, six months along, also communicated with by God, confirming all that Mary too has received. And so Mary surrendered, yielded to God. God in faithful response, providing Elizabeth this mature understanding relative to bring comfort, to bring confidence into Mary's life 
at just the right time. As Mary surrenders and and yields her life to God, God provides exactly what is needed. We, We followed the birth narrative, the Christmas story. Mary, well along in pregnancy, making this arduous 70 mile trek from Galilee, uh, Nazareth up in Galilee, down toward Jerusalem uh, for the census, and there on the outskirts of Jerusalem in this little town of Bethlehem, the time comes for the baby to be born, and no room available. Even the Motel 6 is booked. It's that bad. It's so filled up. Mary and Joseph, we trust you. Please help God. Help us in a very rustic shelter. Really a cave in that part of the world. Caves kind of hewn out of the rock. This cave, this shelter for animals with a manger, a trough for animal feed is provided and this becomes the birthplace for the king of kings. And then being greeted and and welcomed and worshipped by the shepherds who again hear the news revealed to them by an angelic being and they come and they welcome and they worship this newborn king and then go out to spread the news. The good news about Emmanuel, God with us, with other people. And we see this all through the narrative of Mary's story. I want to fast forward about three decades after this. And we come to the place where Jesus, the Son of God, is aware of what is going to happen to him. This is some three decades later. And it's the night of his arrest. And Jesus is in this garden, the Garden of Gethsemane. It's just east of Jerusalem. And there we read in the scripture that Jesus, at this point in his journey and his life, is agonizing in prayer. It's an intensive kind of prayer, so intensive that a capillary bursts. And and his perspiration, the perspiration on his brow is even bloodied through it. He's pleading and praying to his heavenly father, Abba, Daddy, pleading if there's any way to remove this cup of suffering. And then he uses here, he uses the exact same language that Mary uses in response to the angel's announcement. Yet not my will, but yours be done. Let it be to me, your your will, not mine. This morning, as as we continue on, I just have a question I want to, to put before us this morning. And the question is this, what are we attempting to control that God is inviting us to surrender? What are we attempting to control that God is inviting us to surrender? Is there a burden that you are carrying today? Something that you're attempting to control? Something that's, that's weighing you down? I don't know what it might be for you. Uh, Maybe it's the guilt that you are carrying uh, for something that cannot be undone. 
And maybe you're just carrying that today. Maybe you're, you're carrying a, a, a fear about the future. You're, you're trying to control a future and you can't do it. And maybe you're carrying that, that weight with you today. I, I don't know what it might be. In a short while, we're going to continue on in worship. And, and this is part of our worship where we return an offering, where, where uh, we return back to God, part of what God has blessed us with financially. And so that will be an act of worship moving forward. But today out on the chairs and spread out are some, some little uh, white cards and um, just like little index cards. And, and maybe today, um, not only will you return an offering, a tithe is an act of worship, but maybe, maybe God's Holy Spirit will prompt you to, to write something on this card. Maybe there's a, a weight, a burden, something that you're trying to control, and it's, it's time to surrender it to God. And so maybe this is another aspect of our offering today, is to write something on the card and to put it in the basket anonymously. I hope that you really uh, take some time to think about that. And, and I can't make you do it this morning. I mean, I, I can't. I can't control you. <laughs> this is the work of God's Holy Spirit in your life. But I, I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you because... I, I, I just want to say this, because God in Christ through the Holy Spirit can do infinitely more through our surrender than we can ever do through our control. God in Christ through the Holy Spirit can do infinitely more with our surrender than we can ever do through our control. We don't always have the power to control, but we always have the power to surrender. Amen. Let's pray.